Welcome to Dear Sparrows Podcast. So it's officially February. So we're going to be starting a new series um, all about love. So it's February, Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I think that's like my least favorite holiday of of all of them. Um, not because I'm anti-love. I just, I, I think that it is overly made gooey. It's just like almost revolting that love has to be boiled down to chocolate and teddy bears for it to seem at all authentic and real because that's just a bunch of smoke and mirrors and so this month what I really want to talk about is what does what does love and relationships really look like and there there are so many different relationships in that so today we're kind of starting off from base one single awareness day (laughs) so uh typically valentine's day is also known as single awareness day which is what i've celebrated for you know uh over a quarter century um oh gosh it is over a quarter century whatever anyway (laughs) um but i really wanted to talk about that because i think there is such a struggle for people who are single um on valentine's day that they feel literally singled out they feel that they are misfits for some reason that they don't have a place that somehow they are lacking as human beings because they are single and really want to talk about how that is not true and how that it is not that you are doing something wrong it is that god has you in a specific place for a specific reason for a specific season um so you're kind of walking forward in that so first we're going to start off with um something funny but as i transition into that i wanted to talk about how we come under this fallacy that for some reason that in order to obtain um a blessing from the lord what we think is that we have to walk through um a series of lists and hoops and all these different things that the lord never said if the lord has asked you to do something in order to get to that place you have to go through a process that's one thing but i think we we put words in god's mouth that he never said and that is something that happens a lot um but I think as well, we put things on our own heads that, oh, well, if I do this, this will happen. Um, we think for some reason that life is a mathematical equation, that if we are to check every box and everything in our own list, that somehow we will come into a worthiness to obtain something. Or we're guilty of falling into a superstitious mindset as well. So I don't know if this is superstition. I guess technically it is, but I am a firm believer in the bouquet. So my parents met at my uncle's wedding and the day that they met, my mom got my aunt's bouquet. And I just think there's something really beautiful about that. Maybe that is superstitious. I don't know where that tradition came from, but I just love that because she cuts the bouquet, you know, and then they have this love story and all of the years later, you know, that um then they have me and then a few years later my brother I don't know I just think there's something beautiful about it so I grew up believing that bouquets held massive power I think that's where I fall fell into the superstition that if I caught one then then my prince would be right there right so um and that's silly and it's so idealistic but it's okay and so here's my funny story with it so I've actually caught four of those uh, because, and each have a very funny story. I cut the first one when I was 21, and so that was a long time ago. And then I caught one, this is, this was the most remarkable one. So four years ago, my, um, two friends from college got married, and 
so and so I was ready. I was like, I'm gonna catch this bouquet. So I was in the wedding. I was wearing this very long chiffon coral dress, which um coral is 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 a very unique color that it only looks good on like maybe one percent of the population. I am not part of that population, but I digress. Anyway, so when I was in middle school, I played softball really bad. And for some reason, once in a while, they put me on shortstop. So I have this kind of like mindset, like, yeah, I can do this, which I sucked, but I enjoyed it and it was fun and whatever. So, so I have this long saffron dress and it was too cheap to get it hemmed. And so they make these dresses at David's bridal, like 12 feet long. Like, I don't know. I think they're thinking that everyone who is a bridesmaid is like in the WNBA and they're not. And so I was too cheap to get it hemmed. So I got like these six inch, um, wedges to wear at the wedding so I took the shoes off of course to catch this bouquet because I'm not going to break an ankle so so I scoop up in my left hand I have like all of the skirt um of this dress so that it I don't trip on it and so I've got my little short top stance ready I'm like in this like sumo squat and Brooke goes she throws the bouquet back and I'm ready and so I jump up in the air as high as I can go, I'm dropping the dress. I catch that bouquet of flowers. Yes, I do. But then I, because I dropped the dress and I don't realize this, see, this is why you get them hemmed. I drop the dress. Well, I fall. So I'm landing, but I slip on the part that I had not gotten hemmed. And, and, and so I body slam the floor and it is like the loudest thing in the world. And so nobody cheers. Everybody is like, she just killed herself catching that, that bouquet of flowers. Um, I body slam the floor as it is loud and it is awkward and there is a silence. And as somebody who I'm introverted and I don't like attention on me, this was really bad. And so I, um, I, I severely bruised my rib. And I thought that I had broken it because there was a crack. And I just am thanking the good Lord that for some reason I do, I seem to have strong bones. Um, I just really bruised it bad. And so I have this joke that I was trying to become a rib. And so I almost broke a rib for that, right? Um, <laughs> but I still, like, I lifted it up with pride. And then I, I, like, could not. I could barely breathe. It hurt so bad. But, um but that is a reminder of of things that we think we have to do so for some reason I think um I think women do this a little more often than men but we think if I catch a bouquet then I'll get married next right or I remember there was this trend going around a few years ago um where there's this type of Estee Lauder lipstick that if you purchased it well people in women in Japan for some reason they bought it and within a year they met their husband and it was something about the color and whatever else and like you know all these psychological reasons whatever so so I bought it um yeah it's like kind of looks like late 90s lipstick on me where it's like that very like bright crystal pink that is a little like or maybe I'd say early 2000s like xenon girl of the 21st century kind of look it looks really bad on me and I did not meet my husband that year and I found out the other day when I was spring cleaning and I was like, cute, this is still here. And I put it back in the drawer. Um, 
My main point with that is that we live in these set of rules that we make or society makes for us when really we need to be living in season for where God has us. Um, I think a lot of that comes down to envy and coveting things that other people have. And that it is not a wrong thing. It's not a sinful thing to desire to be in a relationship or be married. That's not what I'm saying at all. But we it is a struggle to find contentment and where God has us now. And I think a lot of that is due to social pressure. Um, you know, there's an ongoing joke. You go to a Thanksgiving or something and they ask, who are you dating? And, and when the answer is always no, then eventually they do give up um, and asking. But they think that there is something wrong with you when there's not. It's that you are you are not in the season yet that God has called you into that. And that is OK. Um, and so in the next coming weeks and stuff, we're going to explore a lot of different relationships. But to, for today, really looking at what what would God have you do and what does God have you doing in that single season and um, that seasonal living. Now, season can last a small amount of time or it can last, uh, you know, nearly 27 years. Right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. There is there's a blessing in that. And there is um, there's a refinement process in that. And I think there's something called uh, so there's in my Dear Young Sparrow book, I talked about active waiting. And so if you are a cyclist um, and you have gone to solo cycle or anything like that, you may have heard the term of um, active recovery. And so cycling works in a way I cycle. Um, I have a bike at my house now, which is really great. But um, cycling works in a way that you will do a very high impact um, thing. So you might H-I-I-T, so high impact um, intervals that you will be doing. Um, so you might do a song where you are going very hard, very fast, um, at a, a very, a lot of, uh, what do I want to say? You're putting a lot of effort into one song and then you're going to slow down, but you don't completely stop because if you completely stop, you are ruining what is your body can actually benefit from. So you do something called active recovery. And so that is where you are still maintaining the speed, but maybe you take some of the weight off um, that you were carrying or you slow down a bit in order to catch your breath to maintain a heart rate, which you are recovering. And so that led me to God use that to help me realize that there's something called active waiting. And so if God has you in a season where you feel that you were waiting for him to bring your person, there's there's nothing wrong with that, but you shouldn't just be sitting in that waiting room, you know. And I, I had a um, whole series on this or a podcast on this earlier in the year about Rapunzel and how you know, yes, I'm using Rapunzel, but how she was in that tower and she did not just sit there and wait for her prince to come and find her. She painted every square inch of that tower. And the beauty of that, what she did in that and how lovely that was. And in the same way in our lives, with the things that we are given in season, if we stop idolizing relationships and we stop idolizing the need to have a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whatever, you know, whoever you are, um, and we instead we put that focus on God, everything comes into correct alignment. And that is where we can really produce the most fruit of all. Um, so work on your own life and that but but work at it with a way of god what can i do in this season to bless the kingdom the most and benefit from that and benefit from that fruit what can i do to tend this garden and then you and i both get to see the fruit of that um and there's a lot that he can do in that season i think one of the biggest things is unveiling your identity um 
it is a very sad thing to see when couples break up and someone will say, well, I didn't know who I was when I got into that relationship. And that is a tragedy. That's truly a tragedy. I think it's a tragedy for anybody who doesn't know who they truly are. And it has to be equated kind of like a car. If you were trying to fix yourself and you were trying to um, find, you know, how you actually work, it's kind of like opening up a car when you've never, you, you have no prior knowledge of how cars work. But instead, if you take it to a dealer and you you give it to the dealer to work on, the dealer made that car. They know every nut and bolt of that car, and they're going to understand how to fix that car so it can go at optimum, right? In the same way, when we give that over to God for the unveiling and for the healing, that is where that blessing is going to come forth because he made you. He understands you and he knows you better than anyone else ever could, more than you do. And when you allow God to introduce to you who you actually are, there is... There is a passion, a freedom, and a joy that comes forward from that. And allowing him to help you become the person that you were always created to be. And then you get to confidently walk out in that. Imagine how much better that is to then be in that position to then get into a relationship rather than, I don't know who I am, I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm hoping that somehow taking all these broken pieces and carrying them in these massive bags are not going to just explode one day. And that's not to say there's there's always going to be baggage and things that we carry, but allowing God to make us whole before we become part of a unit, that is going to save so much, um, honestly, us from so much pain and whomever we end up with from so much pain because of that as well. And allowing him to take on that healing. And that is a healing that can only come from the Lord himself because he made us and he knows how to fix us. We don't know how to fix ourselves, nor we, nor should we. We need to allow the Lord to take that on. Um, and I think that comes into letting him show us our identities as well and, and learning to know and hear his voice. And when I say that, I think a lot of people, um, I remember I grew up in a very more of a strict Baptist church. And it was kind of one of those things where they would say, well, listen for the voice of the Lord. But if you hear him, you're crazy, right? <laughs> so um, I remember I was like 14. I would sit in my bed and I'd be like, all right, Lord, I'm ready. Let me hear you. And I'd get crickets. And I didn't actually hear the audible, audible voice of the Lord until I was far older. And man, I was thrown off my I was thrown in my butt that day. I was like, what? <laughs> I think I sat there in shock for a good 20 minutes. Um, but he spoke when it was something important. But he speaks in so many different ways. Um, if you've read Love and War by John and Stacey Eldridge, it's a great book. It's a book on marriage and relationships. Um, but there was a story in which she shared that a, a man God spoke to him and told him to do something specific. And he was like, well, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. And she was like, why is it that we have to say that somebody is a mystic or crazy if they hear from the Lord, because that is not true. I mean, it's, that's the point of it because we're not, we're not playing in this religion because we're making it too much of a religion. If you don't hear, if you do hear that is a relationship and that is that fine line. Um, actually, I think that's a broad line. I think it's a firm line um, between boxing God and saying, these are the rules and this is what I've set and then letting God dictate. And of course you want to test and make sure that you were in right accordance with the Lord, that you were hearing the, right things the right voice at the right time and and that's that's another discussion for another day but assuming um that you've gone through that discernment process to really hear the lord but allowing the lord to dictate what your season looks like and that's really working on that relationship with god because 
the greatest commandment, Jesus said, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your spirit, and then to love one another, right? So those are the, that is, that is the hierarchy of what, what is most important. And so when we stop idolizing relationships and we put God number one, and then relationships number two, then things begin to fall into the right accordance. And I think too, it comes into letting God be the lens in which we look through when we allow him to be our lens and we look through what he has for us in season, that is when we are going to see whom he wants us to be with. That is when we allow God to say, that's your guy. Or for the boys, that's your girl. When we allow him to be the decider of that, we can trust him. And even if it is something that we have to be patient for, even if it is something that is not going to be until down the road, we can know that he has that in his hands and that he is working that out and that he is refining us to become the people that we need to be, not just for that other person, but for the kingdom. And that is what is most important. And then later growing together in that, um, but really taking off the fear that we have to, we have control over that because God does. And when we walk in accordance with him and we do as he tells us and as he helps us to know what to do and when to do and when to do it, um, really relying on his strength, that is going to be what really makes the impact in that. Um, so really looking at it in a view that if you are single right now, I, I think very few people, I think very few people are called to the Paul life of singlehood forever and I think a lot of people though are called to a season of waiting um Jacob in the Bible who would later marry Rebecca um he was like in his 40s when he got married and it didn't mean that he was off being a playboy or doing anything wrong in those years before and then he decided he was gonna sell down God had him in the waiting season because God knew that Jacob and Rebecca's sons had to be born at a certain time in a certain place, and um, all of those things had to fall together at a certain time in order for the Lord to have those things happen at the right time. I'm sorry, I meant to say Isaac. That is Isaac and not Jacob, right? Yes. Or am I wrong yet? Anyway, <laughs> y'all get it. Married Rebecca with the camels and all of that. Um, so the Abraham, it was Isaac. It was Isaac. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Um, but looking at how God put that in the right timing so that their kids would be born at the right time and so that they would impact the world at the right time, if it had been any sooner or any later, it would have been completely in a discord. And also, Rebecca was very young at the time, so you didn't want to get her too young. Um, so really relying on God and knowing that it's not up to us to work out things, but it's up to him and up to his strength and his glory. And really just relying on that. And that's hard because we are human. And we want to have our boxes checked. We don't want to have to worry about those things. But also knowing that he is going to make the best decision for us of all. And that we can save so much hurt and pain by allowing him to do that. That, that is life changing. So I want to encourage you guys, if you are celebrating Single Awareness Day this year, praise God for that. Praise God for that. Worship God for that. Pour into other people this year. Don't worry that you are not getting a teddy bear and chocolates, but instead say, God, thank you that I know you are refining me, you are working within me, and you are blessing me 
with you, a relationship with you, security in you, and the chance to come to know you better so that when I am in that season later on, whenever that is, whether I'm in my 30s or my 40s or my 50s, whatever, that it will be blessed, it will be at right timing, and it will be so glorious and well worth the wait. And Lord, help me to not fall into this idea that it is all on me and that somehow these, you know, superstitions are going to dictate my life because Lord, you dictate my life. And when we live in such an, a way, we can have that peace. I think too, um, enjoy saving a little money <laughs> if you're single on that. Buy yourself something nice. Buy yourself something nice. I was at Target the other day and they had like these giant teddy bears for $15. And then they had these Nerf guns, and I was like, you know what I would really rather get than a giant teddy bear is a Nerf gun. And so buy yourself something nice. Do something nice for yourself. Or pour into somebody else. Do something nice for a friend. So relying on that, relying on his strength, um, and just enjoying the season. Don't spend the season depressed. Enjoy the season you're in. Rejoice in it. Go out and hang out with friends and just be and live live in that joy so i hope that encourages you all um praying for you guys all the time um some cool announcements coming up there's going to be a vlog series starting called fearlessly authentic um it's going to be a vlog series about an adventurous life um in pursuit and following the lord of all the strange and um oddities that seem to happen in my life but also um we're gonna interview some people with their stories with the cool things that god has done in their lives and um just seeing what it really means to live fearlessly authentic uh, so be sure to keep a lookout for that more announcements be coming out about that soon um check out the book as always um i think it's a it's it's cheap enough it, it's a book to bless people so praying for you guys have a great week bye